0: So 100%, it starts with knowing the audience and saying, okay, well, our biggest audience or our most possibly engaged audience that we can either appeal to or bring into our funnel is on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or Twitter, wherever it is. Um, so I think that's ne- number one. And then you kind of hit it before. Behind some of the coolest companies from around the globe.
1: The one request we tell our guests.
0: Stories or did not happen?
1: A big welcome to our marketing fam.
0: Prepare to turn the f-
1: up. This episode is sponsored by our friends over at magaw.io. Anthony, welcome to the podcast. Hey man, thank you so much for having me. Glad to be here. I'm super excited. I want to start off with the question I ask everybody: Is how did you get into marketing? What's your story? And also, how did you get into social media? Because that's an interesting path as well.
0: Yeah. So funny enough, back in like I want to say high school, I went to like a teen party, right? Back in, in New Jersey, teen parties were a big thing. You know, went to a party, there was promoters there. And for whatever reason I got approached um and asked, like, hey, do you want to like promote parties and like bring people, you know, to our different parties and get paid? And I was like, Yeah, why not? So in some weird way, that was like my first exposure to marketing, you know, like talking to my friends and trying to like get them to go to different parties and just go have a good time, and then eventually that grew into me becoming a, a nightlife promoter in New York City. You know, throughout my my college years, and then a little bit afterwards, getting into the music industry. So you know, marketing DJs and and singers and musical groups and stuff like that. So yeah, marketing for me came at a really really young age, just kind of like. By chance and um you know i I just really stuck with it It just i took a a big liking to just the whole concept of marketing and connecting people with the different things and then social um you know being a a new york city promoter and, and during those days i want to say this was like around 2005 or so you know myspace was really hot facebook was you know obviously one of the top ones so Pretty much the way you built your network was through social media. And that's how you got people to come out to your parties in New York City and the whole VIP thing and sitting at tables. So, you know, it was a little bit more of the wild, wild west back then. You know, I had like 17 different Facebook accounts and one for every single city. And I was just connecting with people and just kind of building my network as a promoter and someone in the music industry and just really learned like how to leverage social media organically, how to you know, build connections and build your network and just understand why people are on social media. And obviously it's evolved a lot since then, but that was kind of like my break into social. And then eventually, you know, I got into the, you know, corporate side on you know both an agency and, and brand work, you know, for the past 13 years. But yeah, that was, uh, that's how I got exposed and, and came into the industry.
1: The first question I want to ask you is, because this is all over Twitter Mm -hmm. and obviously me and you both know the value of social media, but a lot of companies and executives don't understand the value of social media. So why do you think social media is so undervalued and what could people or say social media managers or people who support social media managers could do more to provide why the social media is so valuable to a company.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like the reason why is, you know, and a lot of people have also said this is because anyone has access to social media. Anyone can be on any platform and put up a post, whether it's good or bad, you know, whatever the case is. So since it's so easily accessible and you know, pretty much anyone can be on it at any time. I think it holds a different value in the eyes of someone that doesn't fully understand it as a profession just yet, right? Like you have your traditional marketers that might have gone to school for it traditionally and and been in, you know, different types of marketing over the years. I think another part of that, which is, I think, probably very close to is that you can easily track the return on investment in other areas of marketing compared to social. Social, yes, of course, you have your UTMs and you have different, you know, other things you can do, affiliate codes, so on and so forth that, yeah, you can track and see how much revenue you generated through whatever action or activation you did. But obviously, you know, there takes, it takes a lot of technology and a lot of, you know, really good tracking from both the website side and the social side in order for that to happen. So I think that's the biggest reason why it's just, it's it's also still very new in, in the sense of. All the other methods of marketing that are out there. You know, I think the way that we can kind of resolve that is it's twofold, right? I think it's the responsibility of us as social media professionals to educate our teams and the companies that we work for and our leadership teams, all the way up to the CEO to really try and break down how, if used the right way, how valuable social media is, especially, you know, if your brand is about building community and and connecting people and resolving a problem or providing a service, you know, to consumers around the world or even locally, you know, just showing, Hey, here's, here's how social can benefit us, right? Like we are top of the funnel awareness. We create, you know, opportunities for people to be aware of who we are. And then our job is to kind of supplement and also support the other channels of marketing so that when that paid ad goes out, or they come across, you know, our digital placement on our website that they're navigating to, and they see our brand, there's a connection there, they already have that social proof. And now there's a better chance for that person to click on that ad or click on our link or go to our website, because they've been exposed to our social media. So I think it, yeah, there's a lot of work that we need to do. But then also, there has to be openness on the leadership side, right? Like, I think, a lot of us get hit with that. Hey, you know, my niece or my nephew or my little, you know, cousin or whoever said we should put this post up. Right. And, you know, it's just getting more respect and understanding from, you know, leadership teams on like you hired a professional, let that professional do their job and trust them as being, you know, the expert in that field and let them lead the way, let them educate you and, and honestly have your trust to, you know, do what's necessary for the brand to build on social. I think that's easier said than done. And there's a lot more to it, but, you know, kind of as simple as I can put it, I think it it takes both a push and pull on on both sides.
1: How much do you think of this as a fact that social media is more of a, a long game thing? For example, you see the average CMO is 18 months, 24 months, and everything is like, let's get revenue through the door, let's get revenue through the door. And a lot of people aren't thinking, oh, I'm going to be here for five to 10 years. Some, some are. So how much do you think of it? Is because this happens, I think, too, with underinvesting in brand in general. I think a lot of companies are just trying to hit a number instead of focusing on where am I going to be in five years in the market and how can I be closer to the customer that way? <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's that's a tough one, right? I think anyone, any CMO, obviously wants to. They they have to answer to CEO. They have to answer to investors, a board, and more times than not, you know, during those executive meetings, they're talking about how are we tracking towards goals? You know, what does our EBITDA look like, and so on and so forth, and that's a different world right and I, and i actually applaud cmo's that find a way to to balance that out because you know it's it's really hard to to look at all your different marketing channels and say okay i know through affiliate through paid through you know here and there this is how much revenue we have coming in and then to say you know oh yeah by the way social you know we're either not generating any revenue or it's very little and i think that's why also a lot of times like you know when there's cuts or when there's reorgs, usually the first or <laughs> the first department that get that gets cut out is social right because it's it's not typically that that channel that's driving revenue right now and I think a lot of a lot of teams and a lot of leadership teams have a hard time looking at the long term because well also I think it has to do with the environment I think right now it's 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 a little bit more difficult for brands to look at the long term and the long a long game. Um, but I think in a very healthy kind of like environment and in industry, you know, I think it's also human nature. We, we want instant gratification. And, and again, that goes back to what I said earlier. I think if there's a, a tighter relationship between a social team and head of marketing and then, you know, up to leadership. I think there's ways that they can see the value of what's being done on social and actually leverage it in a way where other teams can also amplify what's being done on social to help their particular areas. But, yeah, I think that's that's a tough one. I think no matter what, you know, numbers are always going to be looked at. They're always going to want to see growth. And, you know, unless you're monetizing your social and you have just amazing content or sponsors on board to you know pay for placement and, and other you know in other ways it's it's a really it's a really uh, tough battle to fight.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, I think seeing like the other side of it, social is a very big competitive advantage right now because <laughs> so many people don't understand the true value of it. So how do you as a social media professional align yourself to? both sides of the marketing side so like the revenue side we're working with demand gen and let's say content marketing and then the brand side as well who because i've seen a lot of the times as well where brand is trying to dictate also what social is doing i know you get this a lot and also you get demand gen saying post links post links post links drive stuff too Drive yeah. stuff to this page. So, how do you balance fitting into the puzzle?
0: Yeah, and it's it's funny. I, I just posted about this the other day on my Twitter. I mean, it's it really comes down to before you set your strategy, you got to sit down with at least you know each uh, marketing lead, each channel lead, and definitely the head of marketing to just be fully aligned on what the goals, objectives are, the plan. Of action against the content strategy and, and you know what the KPIs look like, everything from top to bottom, you know the I feel like the social lead and the team by way of the social lead should be fully immersed in the brand marketing and then just the entire marketing plan for the company before that social strategy is developed and put into action, and then from there, I would say, you know it, it's really about keeping all the channel leads and the head of marketing aligned with since we are on the same page about what the total marketing strategy is and here are and you know we have clear vision of what the content you know buckets or, or categories are what we create on social is going to be around that so we're already on we're already working off the same canvas in a sense right and you know when we look at the different social channels that a brand is active on now you go into all right, well, what's the the consumer or the user mindset on each social channel? What does content look like on these channels that resonate with you know this audience, and then what from our content strategy matches each one of these channels, right? Like how can we show up in a way where it's going to be valuable and it's actually going you know going to be engaging because no, there's no one size fits all across social right so it's just really being super close to that overall marketing strategy, establishing your social strategy against that, and then having a clear plan for each social channel and how that's going to satisfy all those different you know content lanes that, that you worked on with the rest of the marketing team. So everyone knows at the end of the day, hey, if you're looking for, for traffic to be driven to our website, look at this social channel. That's how, That's where it's going to come from. This is how we're doing it. And then, you know, there's no, you know, kind of uh, misconception there from the start.
1: How do you decide as a social lead or someone running social, what channels to dedicate time on? Because you hear it a lot. Okay, let's be on these eight channels, but everybody knows you can't be on eight channels and be successful as if you're a one person social media team where there's tons of those out there or even a two person, because every channel has a different language, every channel has different content, every channel has different ways to do that. So how do you decide what channels to be on? And then also the reverse of that question is how do you push back and say, hey, we cannot be super present on these channels until we get resources or Commitment from the marketing team that we can get help in these type of channels
0: that's right. I am a firm believer that it all starts with knowing and understanding your audience, right? And again, this goes back to the marketing strategy and identifying who your target audience is, and then you know identifying where they're most active on on social, where they're consuming the content that you you know that you can create and then you can bring to the market. So 100%, it starts with knowing the audience and saying, okay, well, our biggest audience or most possibly engaged audience that we can either appeal to or bring into our funnel is on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or Twitter, wherever it is. Um, So I think that's number one. And then you kind of hit it before, but also based on your resources, right? If you're a, a team of one, which a lot of people in our industry are, and God bless them all, then- yeah, I mean, that that's going to be a big factor for you. Like you, you could probably be on two or three channels at the most effectively. And that, that might be even a stretch, right? Um, and then lastly, I would say it comes down to, you know, what your purpose is, right? Like what are you trying to achieve out of each channel that you're on? And if that answer, you know, is not easily able to be spoken to, not by only yourself as a social lead, but by the entire marketing department, then more chances than not, you don't need to be on that channel. Just because let's say, you know, a new feature came out on TikTok and you're like, oh my God, great. Like if we did this on TikTok, like, we would see, you know, a big return. But do you have the resources? Do you have the audience? And do you truly know what your purpose is? So I would say that that those three things really are, you know, what you have to ask yourself before you know, really deciding what channels that you're going to be on as a brand.
1: Do you understand how your technology stack comes together? Or have you spent hours on end trying to get a full picture of how your organization uses marketing tools? Well, consider checking out Builder at Magaw.io. In a few moments, it can take your corporate domain and detect all your tools and help you create a visual data flow in just minutes. Check it out today at Magaw.io, which is M-C-G-A-W.io. It's actually pretty funny to me because if you think of like the paid social side or paid side, you wouldn't tell a paid manager to say, go on a channel and spend on a channel with zero return. But you tell social media managers to go on TikTok and channels that aren't needed for their brand at that time, even though... You wouldn't tell any other marketing professional that if a a paid person goes and spends money on TikTok and gets one sale out of it, or in in two months, you're going to tell them to shut that channel down. But you tell social media managers, "Hey, we need to be present on these channels."
0: Yeah, I mean, to me, that's that's just that shouldn't happen, right? And and I think it goes back to what we said, you know, in the first few minutes was that with Paid, you know what you're getting. You're going to get right, and you're able to target audiences, and you'll get estimations and projections. And you know if you spend X dollars, how many people you get in front of, and you have a pretty good idea of, you know, how much traffic you'll generate and what potential sales you get. Blah blah blah. For organic, it goes back again, also to well, hey, everybody's on here, and we saw this brand on there, and they're doing this. Like why 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 aren't we on there doing it? The the perception is that it's super easy to be on a, on a social media channel, but what people feel or leadership and even some you know heads of marketing fail fail to understand is that every channel you're on is gonna exhaust your internal resources. And again, if you don't have a large team, you're gonna find your your team being burnt out and they're gonna their creativity is going to slack off and their commitment to your company going to slack off. There's a lot more negative that's going to come out of pushing your team to be on more channels just because those channels are available.
1: Yeah, I'm interested for you. Like, So once you've got the marketing strategy from the leaders, how do you go about planning content? How far in advance do you plan content? How much of your content is real time because you're staying up with trends and stuff like that. What is the next step once someone figures out the marketing strategy?
0: Yeah. I think from there is, you know, you look at what that content, you know, what those content buckets look like, what the content strategy looks like. And then you start to go into, all right, where am I going to get this content from? Right. And, and, you know, what do I want this content to look at, look like, is it photo, is it video, is it audio, You know, is, you know, is it creative? And based on the channels that you're active on and the user behavior and and just everything that you come up with in your social strategy, you know, you start to map out based on what's available internally. You know, if, you know, you're working with a content and editorial team, if you do have a graphics, you know, a graphic design team and, you know, video video team, then, you know, you're able to come up with ideas and ways to, you know, turn some of the stuff that may maybe already exists and make it more social, you know, cut downs and micro content and making things vertical, short video. So on. like there's obviously so many different ways that you can do that. But I think the tricky part is that a lot of the times content is not easily available to us, right? Or we want we don't have content that might work for social that's already, you know, maybe on our website or you know, in our in our directory of content or asset bank. So you know, you have to look externally and and find creators or develop a creator network or work with content creators, build an influencer program, or even activate your community if you already have one to turn them into content creators. So you know, it's a mixture of looking at what you have internally, um, and then looking to the outside and see how you can activate people that fit your brand and make great content and that could fit the content strategy that you know you you devised for for social.
1: I think that's a great way to put it because. Social, you need a lot of the times they create people are creating content for certain channels like a blog or this the same paid social, and that's not going to resonate with a social audience like that. Or right. the internal resources are dedicated to the teams that are spending tons of money. So obviously, paid being one of them. So you don't get the resources. Mm-hmm you need to create things and make great social media out of it.
0: Yeah. I it often, you know, sorry to jump in, but oftentimes the organic social team is, you know, last on the list for leveraging the internal creative resources that, you know, a company might have, or you're going to get a resized asset, you know, that's going out on paid already or going out on search. And yeah, it's probably not going to work for the channels that you're active on organically. And then the flip side is it's really, really tough to get your own dedicated resources internally, you have a social video editor, or social graphic designer, or social copywriter, so on and so forth. So, I mean, these are the, the uphill battles that I think a lot of social media professionals are facing on a day-to-day basis, which you know, forces you to kind of you know, lose steam and, or maybe even lose some momentum that you might gain for, you know, having something, you know, really take off on social. And next thing you know, you're like, all right, how can I keep this going? And I can't because, you know, I don't have those resources or something like that. So yeah, I definitely, uh, I've been in those situations and I know a lot of people have also, and it's, I think probably one of the toughest things about being in social is that, you know, you're constantly fighting for resources, unless you're a part of an organization that is social first, which, you know, to keep it positive, I think there a lot of brands are starting to think social first.
1: The also, what's crazy is a social person is expected to speak like their audience that you're mm. going to. So if they're not, let's say that type of audience, they have to go do their own research and they're expected to know their audience better than most marketing people out there because otherwise nothing's going to resonate on social if you're not talking like that one question i also had for you is you when you look for a social media job or social media managers looking for a new job how could you tell or what questions can you ask to see that this company actually is dedicated to social actually believes in social versus they're just hiring someone because everybody has a social media manager.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a few different things I would say. And, you know, I would definitely ask about the current social media strategy. You know, what does that look like? And of course you can do your own, you know, your own audit. You could probably devise what, you know, the, the social media strategy is just by looking at it, but it's always great to ask that question. And then, you know, also ask, you know, how close, you know, is the social team, You know, with other areas of the marketing team, you know, are there, you know, weekly touch bases? You know, are there any currently running campaigns just to kind of see what that looks like from a social side and, you know, what they have maybe on their website and other areas? I would try to dig as much as I can respectfully and ask, you know, what does, you know, internal collaboration look like between social and other departments? And then maybe even, you know, flat out ask, you know, how do you see social? you know, as, as an asset to, to the marketing plan, you know, and and where do you see it, you know, making impact and right now, or where would you like it to make, make an impact? I think, you know, a lot of times people are hiring for social either because the person that was previously there is burnt out or they just lost inspiration or that person is planning on moving on. And now there's an open spot and, you know, they want to make sure that they keep their social channels going. Um, I think in a perfect scenario, you 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 know, you see those openings because, you know, those leadership teams have realized the value of social and they've seen, you know, some some wins and they're like, okay, well, if we had a stronger team or if we have more talented people, we can even have bigger wins and we could do more with social. Again, like I said before, I think that's starting to happen more now than ever. But of course, there's still a lot of people that are, you know, banging their head against the wall because they're they're just not getting buy-in or you know, they're just unhappy with what they're doing. So I would just try to have an open conversation about where social is right now in the org, where they see it going, and then be prepared with, you know, what you possibly can bring to the table to, you know, to help them move forward.
1: What would you tell a marketing leader today why they should invest in social media? And what is the value of social media?
0: That's a great, really great question, actually. And, you know, I think if your current marketing lead is not fully invested in social, you know, I would say, you know what, give me, give me a few days to put together a short deck showing you what some of the best brands, you know, in our industry and and, and relevant industries are doing and how that how they're driving, you know, brand awareness and how they're driving, you know, conversation through different ways that they're leveraging social media you know and obviously you're going to be a little bit limited with how deep you can get with their numbers but you know you can kind of see at least on the surface like want how much they're growing how much you know communities are users are engaging with them where they're active i would just try to show with data and just try to show with examples visually you know cuz you know most leaders are are very visual and they want to see big numbers and they want to see you know what their competitors doing so i would start there and then you know if you can you know by showing the value of it you know i i would say there's there's multiple ways right you have kind of like the the hard cut way of hey here's what our numbers look like and since we either brought on this new person or if we did bring on these these new people here's what we can possibly do in terms of increasing uh the amount of content that we that we post and or know the quality of content that we can post or how much more community engagement we can do or how much more social listening we could do and and work closely with customer service if you have that element to your brand and help upsell or drive or a lot of different ways and then the other side is is monetizing right just so you know laying out like not only can we build brand awareness and we can build community but through great content through having you know more collaboration with either our internal teams or hiring hiring great creatives externally, we can monetize our content across YouTube and Facebook and other places, or we can even work closely with our sponsorship team to sell through you know um, episodic content or sell through you know um, serialized content or just segmented content and just show that hey, social media is and can be more than just posting memes and you know, funny videos, it could really be an asset to the company if we really look at it as a true marketing channel and not just a you know dumping ground for what other people think we should be doing. Let your social lead and team do what they're great at um, and, and give them the trust and resources to do so
1: I, I love that and i I also want to ask you, how do you fight the current perception right now because you see all these individual creators that are have hundreds of thousands of followers on channels, and the expectation that if a social media manager doesn't have it on their personal account, they don't really know what the hell they're doing. So, how do you find the perception of what is to you like the difference between a creator that can get a hundred k followers versus a, a social media? manager that's managing multiple channels right and that's connecting it to the whole marketing strategy what do you see the difference of those two well
0: i i think first and foremost i think both are super important right i think mm. you know the social manager or just the, the social team member they're playing multiple roles right they're playing the strategic role they're playing the community engager role the copywriter the publisher you know they represent the brand from an internal perspective, and they also are connected to the community, you know, as a representative of the brand. And I think the content creator is a piece of the puzzle that works very closely with the social team member, based on what that social team member came up with from a concept perspective, or just brainstorming ideas with that content creator to come up with different ways to show up, you know, on social as as the brand and resonate with that content creators community because obviously that person knows their community best, but keeping as close to the brand as possible. So I think both are necessary. I would never like say, all right, you know what, let's just hire a team of content creators and have no social team. I mean, could you get get away with that? Maybe to some some extent, but it's not, I don't think you're you're gonna find long-term success without having, you know, the experts within that medium a part of the creative process for your brand. Right. So both are necessary, both you have to invest in, and both are essential to success for your brand on social.
1: I think that's a great way to put it, because I think content creators are good they what they do, which is creating content that resonates with their audience. And the social team or person is good at putting the pieces of the puzzle together and connecting it with... The broader marketing strategy and also being that internal voice for why social matters and why how can we drive brand awareness how can we drive more community how can we drive all these different aspects where content creators just thinking like let's see how we could what type of pieces of content that i can create for my audience today that will resonate like for me i think of myself as a content creator I I don't think about all the aspects of the social media manager thinks of on a day-to-day basis, which is 10x more where I might be thinking about copywriting and how to create different types of content, but I'm not thinking about all the internal battles that you have to go through. And that's one of the biggest parts is how do we fight those internal battles and how do we speak the language of how do we internal sell to different stakeholders, the value and get resources to do this, and it, it, it's crazy. I think both are needed, and I think both play critical parts in the overall strategy of social.
0: Yeah, you know, I I don't see that fight, you know, ending anytime soon. You know, because I think there is definitely a lot more people who still have that misconception about social and social media managers. You know, my post today about you know fifteen an hour for a full time, fifteen dollars an hour for a full time social media manager at a major agency. You know, to me that just that continually proves. And a lot of the things that I've come across, you know, you know LinkedIn or Twitter or anywhere where you know there's job postings for for social. You know, I think that's we're just going to have to deal with that for a little bit longer and i think the way that you know we can combat that as an industry and and as a community being you know social media manager community or a social media professional community is just by continuing to be as vocal as, as we have been on on linkedin and on twitter you know both networks have been great for building you know social communities and you know i have a slack community as well and you know one thing that i would say though i think we need to find a way to get the people that make the decisions to listen and read the conversations that are being had. And, and I, I think a lot of people don't, and I agree, like you don't want to expose maybe your company per se, and you don't want to expose, um, you know, some of your gripes about the things that are happening. And of course, you know, let's find constructive ways to to capture the ears of of our leaders and, and our leadership teams. But And this goes for myself too. Like uh, sometimes I just get tired of complaining. And I'm just like, all right, how can I turn this complaint into a solution that turns into an execution? Right. How can I sit down with, you know, with my manager or the CMO or whoever and say, hey, here's here's how I'm feeling. Here's how I feel that things can change. And, you know, it's going to take every single social media professional that's dealing with, you know, with some struggles right now. To have those hard hard conversations and to piece by piece bridge the gap between social and that misconception and other areas of marketing, you know. And until we really all like group up and and make those efforts, you know, we'll we'll continue to see you know some of the the rants and, and and hot takes that we see, which I think is fun. I think we need that, right? And it helps us break away too. But let's let's also try to work towards resolving this. Like we're only only going to get the respect that we want if we ask for it with the people that make those decisions.
1: Totally agree. I think going back to that internal selling is like a key for any marketing professor. And I think I'm in marketing operations and I think marketing operations have gone through the same gripe too, because not, I wouldn't say necessarily like the pay... Discrepancy, but I would say the difference between being a support function and an actual strategic role in the company. I think that is the biggest thing where the battle has to be fought is social is not supporting the marketing strategy. And social is not that support place where, hey, I want to post something about my marketing campaign. It's actually a critical role to in building out the overall marketing strategy. And that's where there needs to be a leader who can do be that person in the company. And I think until social can get to that, and I think it will happen over time as you see more and more of these brands that are succeeding on social overtaking other brands just because you see it all the time. Some of the best companies are being overtaken because of something on social media and some of the best brands are being overtaken by creators because they won't. people want to invest internally on a social media team.
0: So, yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And I think, you know, I urge, you know, all my fellow social pros, you know, go out there, have those conversations Be that change agent for you know for your team and for future teams because if we don't ask and if we don't make it aware, you know we'll never get it. And yeah, you might. You are probably going to get some no's or you'll probably get some maybes. You'll probably get you know. know, Let's look at next quarter and we're not right now. We don't have the budget for it. But come prepared with data. Come prepared with a great argument. Come prepared with solutions that are going to show the value of of what your social strategy can do, especially if it's fully integrated, you know, with the rest of, of the marketing strategy. And, you know, I think in time, we will start to get the buy-in that we're looking for. You know, I, I think a lot of us come to the table with complaints, but we fail to bring the data and, and fail to bring the value in the way that the leadership team can clearly understand it, you know? Um, so just really know who you're, who you're talking to, what matters to them and, and be prepared and, you know, don't don't give up. And you know you'll you'll make the changes that you're looking for.
1: I think you also made the key point. There is the conversation has to be different with every type of leader you're talking to, and you've got to know what what their goals are to align your conversation with them. I think that's the big mistake people made is they have the same conversation with this different stakeholders instead of tailoring their conversation to what that person actually cares about. And that's going back to social media. People are some of the best at doing that too. Like, Like they tailor words on the, on social to an audience. So you should do the same thing internally with stakeholders, tailor that conversation to what they actually care about, which I think that's a great point you just made right there. For sure, man. Last question I have for you is what do most companies not understand about social media?
0: It's another really good question. And I think it's going to be different based on the company. But I think the one thing that really stands out that companies don't understand about social is that it's not, it's not easy it's not as simple as you might think it is. Right. I think from a personal, from a personal perspective, it's easy. Right. Cause you can, you can post whatever you want. It's, it's, it's your, it's your, your page. It's your profile. It's, it's your life. When you're dealing with a brand or a company, you know, you have a lot of different things that go through your mind as a social media professional, you know, whether it's the type of language or the color, you know, the, the branding, person that's in the image or or video, what they're doing, what they're saying, how they're dressed, how they're acting, what their body language looks like. Like there's so many, there's a laundry list of things that you have to consider. So I think, you know, when you get that simple request, can you just put this up? Why can't you just put this up? Why? Like, why is this so hard? Why is there always so much pushback? Why are you the department of no? And I think it's because of that misconception of, well, anything can go on social because I, when I scroll through my feed, I pretty much see everything under the sun. So why can't we do the same thing? So I think that's probably one of the most difficult things for, for companies to understand that it's really is a highly strategic marketing channel. It's not just a place where things go up when you need extra eyeballs. And I've, I've always wrestled with that. Like, You know, when you kind of report back with, you know, with your performance and you're like, hey, we had X million impressions this month or this week or whatever. And like, oh, my God, that's a big number. We need more. We need more eyeballs. So the next time when something is not performing well, let's say in a different area of marketing, you get that request on the social team. Hey, you guys get millions of views. Can you just put this thing up? And there's no consideration for, all right, well, we got to go down this laundry list of how does it look? What does it say? what kind of perception are we giving off so on and so forth so yeah i would say that's that's definitely the biggest misunderstanding like there needs to be a plan and there needs to be collaboration and approval and alignment before something goes out on social
1: i i I love that point i think as a person and versus a brand you're you're there's a lot more people affected with your decision whereas a person an individual you're the one affected but yourself you're infecting the perception of a company the perception of what you stand for your customers every every part of the funnel this was great i want to give you the last minute for where people can find you and all that good stuff
0: yeah you can definitely find me on on linkedin and twitter uh anthony Yepes, y-e-p-e-z um on both platforms i'm most active there Talking social, talking strategy, just talking all things marketing as much as, you know, as much as I can. I also have, like I mentioned, the the Slack social media manager community. You can find that in my bio on Twitter. And it's an open invite to anyone in social, or if you're interested in, you know, transitioning into social and want some advice or some tips and insights, or if you just want to chat. You know, talk shop. Um, it's a great place. We have like over six hundred people in there now, um, from around the world and all different companies, from small to large corporations. So, I'm on those platforms and and always down to to have a chat. So, feel free to reach out.
1: Cool. Well, thank you for joining. This has been awesome.
0: Appreciate it, Dan. Thank you so much.